0: It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and
1: welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill.
0: And I'm Chris. And Jill, I'm very excited this morning because I skipped breakfast. And I was just thinking, gee, I would like a nice, big, hearty breakfast cookie. I wonder who (laughs) has one ready for me. And lo and behold.
1: And then I appeared in your garage with what appears to be, what does it look like to you?
0: It looked like a full container of blueberry pancakes with another container of not pats of butter, but like when they scoop out the butter at the fancy diner. And they put a scoop, fancy diner <laughs> scoop of butter at a New York diner or a New Jersey diner.
1: Okay. Well, I can't wait to tell you about this blueberry pancake cookie that I've concocted. Well,
0: and and when I say
1: like... concocted, I mean stolen. But I'll <laughs> tell you all about it.
0: <laughs> and and it, this just came from an offhanded comment at uh, at our last. Yeah, what band. were we
1: talking about last week?
0: I don't even remember. That, it was so long ago. But we said there should be a pancake cookie.
1: And then I noticed that after that episode, our listener Emily. Be commented that she was hoping we would find a recipe. Well, Chris, within one search of the internet, I was inundated with pancake cookie recipes. I had no idea it was a thing, but it is a thing.
0: Wow, that's absolutely incredible to me because I have never ever been served a pancake cookie.
1: I know, right? So here's what, here's how it went down. The most appealing looking cookie to me was from the Krusty's Baking Company, maker of baking mixes, beginning with K, like Krusty the Clown, okay. and ending with E-A-Z. And they have a blueberry cardamom pancake cookie.
0: Oh, I'm not I a huge that, fan of the cardamom.
1: Yeah, I just thought I really, I don't put cardamom in my pancakes. I just want this to be like, my for my first try, a basic pancake cookie. So what I chose to use for a recipe was a copycat recipe of the crumble cookie store buttermilk pancake cookie. However, riffing on the crusties idea, I did add blueberries. So it's a buttermilk blueberry pancake cookie. And there's a reason why I did that, which is behind my house is a lake. And on the other side of the lake is a fishing lodge that is associated with a group of people who are of Finnish heritage. It's like a Finnish heritage society. Really? Yes, once a month they have a pancake breakfast and we go to the other side of the lake. In the summertime we kayak there, which makes us feel like rock stars rolling in in our kayaks. At other times of the year we drive or bike there and sit and eat the very reasonably priced pancake breakfast overlooking the lake and I are they just good? this week Oh, yeah, and I just this week, th- okay, I will say this. They are like regular diner-type pancakes, not like the Finnish pancakes that my stepfather, who is from Finland, makes. Yeah, those would those be are thin, more, almost those like those are crepe like, pancakes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So this was just regular, um, and, but I, I just got an email this week saying that the they would be opening up this, this coming month for the, first pancake breakfast of the season. So I'm like, definitely I'm making blueberry pancake cookies. All of these recipes contain pancake mix as an ingredient. And of course, I chose a gluten-free pancake mix. In this case, it was a Bob's Red Mill. I just w- went with okay, whatever was you know, the best best price at the store. I made the crumble buttermilk copycat cookie from Cooking with Carly. That's Carly with a K. So we have Carly with a K, Krusty's with a K. But I'm still spelling this cookie with a C. And based on the crusties recipe, I said to myself, self, should I use fresh blueberries or frozen blueberries? Guess what? The answer is neither. It calls for dried blueberries. Oh, crazy. Which I didn't really also maybe didn't know was a thing. Found those at the grocery store. You shop. know what
0: they, those are called? Um, Blazins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or bluesins. I, <laughs> Bloobsins, <laughs> <Bloobzins>. um, <laughs> yeah. So, I present to you the blueberry buttermilk pancake cookie. It consists of a fluffy cookie that I hope is going to taste like pancakes. Actually, truth be told, I made these late last night and had to eat one out of the oven, and it totally tasted like a pancake. Oh my gosh! And then you put a buttermilk glaze on it. And then a dollop of the buttercream frosting, which, as you said, looks like whipped butter from a diner. There isn't anything maple involved, but it still is a full-on pancake experience, and I am excited for you to try it. So what I suggest, Chris, is that you bop out of the studio, back into the lab where you have a microwave, and warm up your cookie, come back, and we'll eat them.
0: All right. The, The next thing you will hear is me coming back.
1: Now, my cookie right now isn't hot. My cookie is room temp, but I had the hot one last night. And I'm curious if the room temp one tastes like a scone, like my spouse said. So I'm just going to let you have the hot cookie. I'm back. I can tell. You're loud in my ears. Okay.
0: (laughs) And I have here in front of me a blueberry pancake cookie that looks like... It is about a six-inch pancake, perfectly round, and it is very shiny on top. So, that's the glaze. So the shiny...
1: Yes, but... last night when i made them and glazed them and in the picture on cooking with carly the glaze does not isn't disappeared in the way that it is now so mm.
0: this is very very glazy so mine's working uh, and, oh uh, but it's
1: the same color like i think listeners mm. don't glaze it and top it with the buttercream until you're serving it
0: yeah and the buttercream is all melty now cuz the cookie is warm
1: just like butter on a on a stack yeah, of pancakes yeah
0: that's perfect yeah all right here we go. all
1: right here we go. let's go.
0: hmm oh my god, Jill <laughs> it tastes like a blueberry pancake, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a little cook it's a little more cookie like but
1: yes, last night. My son Charlie and I ate them hot out of the oven, and we were almost wondering if they were undercooked. This morning, they're more cookie-like than pancake-like.
0: So good. You nailed this. You and Carly with a K.
1: I guess I got to hand it to Carly.
0: I love the addition of the blueberries because Mm -hmm. you kind of taste them throughout the whole cookie now.
1: Would it be too bland without it?
0: I think so. I think it's a fantastic addition. Although, bland is not the word because this buttercream... This dollop right. of buttercream frosting.
1: It wouldn't be bland. It might, it might be overwhelming.
0: It's quite sweet, but necessary.
1: Yeah, you don't even have to use that. I mean, there are so many. Let me tell you what I think would be a great addition to this. Let's see if bacon. we're thinking
0: the same thing. Oh, bacon. Inside of it? Yeah.
1: No, just crumbled on, just sprinkled on top, chopped up mm-hmm. tiny bits of bacon, like like the bacon on a maple bacon donut.
0: I think you could make a sunny side up egg cookie. <laughs> to go alongside of it with some bacon strips i was thinking the buttercream dollop you could make a maple cream dollop
1: yes yes we could definitely put some maple flavoring in that buttercream it. frosting i'd love to have yeah. a
0: listener write to us and tell us if they try that
1: goes perfectly obviously pairs well with your morning hot beverage
0: yeah well i think it's the perfect breakfast treat uh and I think it's
1: a dessert that should be served in a restaurant. Chris, I ate mine with a knife and fork last night.
0: Yeah, I I was just thinking I would like to have a knife. It's a big cookie. It's a meal.
1: It's my first knife and fork cookie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. and I'm so glad you made it. You know, let me smell it. It smells reminiscent of pancakes.
1: I mean, it contains pancake mix, which leads me to wonder what what it what pancake mix isn't it just like flour and and leavening like why yeah what's the flavor that makes this a pancake cookie as we've talked
0: about in in the past oh okay so for most pancake mixes you have to add some oil some eggs and some milk
1: something i don't know i actually make scratch pancakes usually yeah
0: so do i so let's pause for a moment okay And let's look up the ingredients in, what was the name of, this was Bob's?
1: It was a Bob's Red Mill gluten-free pancake mix.
0: This gluten-free pancake mix has gluten-free flour, sugar, baking powder, cornstarch, and sea salt. So if you are going to make pancakes with Bob's, you would need some melted butter, an egg, and three-quarters cup of milk. So when we say that it smells like pancake mix or it smells like pancakes, we are really talking about just those ingredients that we also just put into cookies.
1: Yeah, and cake and bread. Like, yeah. why is it pancakes?
0: So what makes that smell that very very special smell and taste especially especially on a saturday morning when somebody is cooking pancakes in your house and Mm. that aroma wakes you up right it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to not the bake the bacon has a an amazing aroma Mm -hmm. um but you know what's what's going on here well luckily you came to the right place Oh, good. I'm so glad. Here in Cookie Lab, we like Oh, did you mean
1: the listeners came to the right place? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes. You too, Jill. Okay. I happen to know that there are a couple ways to make the aroma compounds in foods.
1: Right. There's fur fur,
0: fur furls. Oh, yes. The fur furls. Yes. (laughs) There's enzymatic activity when you have enzymes breaking down chemicals in foods and giving off gases. And you have fermentation, which is also another breaking down of sugars, right? You have lipid oxidation, which is the burning of fats. And Mm. you have thermal reactions like caramelization and Mm. our friend... The The Maillard. Yes, the Maillard reaction, first reported by Louis-Camille Maillard in uh, 1912. And one of the things that I've discovered is that he took amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins. So he took some amino acids and some sugars and dissolved them in water and heated it. And a yellow brown color developed, and oh. that was how uh, Milliard first discovered that there was this reaction going on. Now,
1: just to sidetrack. Wouldn't it have been? F- wouldn't it be fun to be like around for a, like a scientific discovery? Like, oh, it changed color. That must mean
0: there's something what? going on.
1: Something has happened.
0: There's a chemical change going on. The other thing that happens with a chemical change is you can't go backwards.
1: Right. I learned that in school.
0: Yeah. You know, what I wanted to know was what causes the smell of the pancakes cooking? Well, it is is a Maillard reaction. Okay. I can tell you that for sure. I can't... So
1: do you think it's the smell that we're... That we're experiencing not so much like, wow, this tastes like a pancake, but it's are you saying it's primarily the smell?
0: I think it, no, it's the chemicals created by the heating of and combining of the sugars and the proteins.
1: That results in a new smell and taste. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, it's because it includes cardamom or cream of tartar or well yeah i mean you can
0: you can add compounds that are going to yeah but i'm saying the
1: pancake taste that we're talking about you're telling me that it's coming from a chemical
0: reaction reaction yes yes it is i tried to really nail it down for you and i thought about well what are some of the compounds in there so we have flour right well we don't have wheat wheat flour in there, but if you're toasting rice flour, some of the primary, and they call them odorants, some of the primary odorants were two acetyl, one pyroline E, two nonnenol, three methylbutanol, two, three butanidone methional. And Z2 non needle. That would be such a good name for a band. (laughs) It flows off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. So, one compound in particular, 2 acetyl 1 pyroline, has been suggested to be the key odorant of bread crusts and is considered to be responsible for the cracker like odor. Properties of foods. And this is someone's job, people. Yeah. Finding out what these things are. And so odorants, furfals, esters, these are all chemical compounds that make it up. I have been stumped. If there's a listener out there who knows exactly what the aroma of pancakes would be, then please tell me. I do know that if you're you're using different types of flowers, you know Your buckwheat pancakes are going to taste different than your gluten-free flours, than your wheat flours, uh, because they have different proteins in them. If you use different types of butter, like if you used a goat butter versus a cow butter, oh. you would get a different taste. If you use brown sugar versus granulated white sugar, you'd get well, a different Well, none of taste.
1: those things would taste like pancakes.
0: You would get a different taste, yeah, because they combine different.
1: I never thought of it before, but now that you say that, it makes perfect sense. And I also want to add, well, maybe it's not a smell thing, but certainly a flavor thing and maybe a smell thing, cooking the pancake on a nonstick electric griddle or a cast iron pan or a professional grade, you know, griddle in a restaurant, because those are the best, right?
0: Yeah. It's going to give you a different, yeah. Yeah and and cooking them at different temperatures, different Maybe. lengths of time, sure.
1: And how hungry are you and are you camping because everything tastes better when you're camping?
0: Mm. Well, then you've got you've got the wood fire to mm-hmm. add to mm-hmm. it and the smell and you're smoking the your pancakes up a bit too. Our
1: own restaurant, Chris and Jill's wood-fired pancakes.
0: <laughs> Cookies. Cookies. Did you hear about the mystery in New York City, Manhattan, with maple syrup, smells?
1: I did not. I will tell you that I have visited New York City, Manhattan a few times recently, and the smell I smell is not maple syrup. What is it? It's it's marijuana.
0: Oh, yeah. It used to be pretzels and hot dogs. And trash. And, well, like in the good areas pretzels and hot dogs and and um the nuts chestnuts yeah nuts yeah the nuts Mm -hmm. yeah very distinctive but i agree with you yeah there's a new smell in new york city but
1: tell me about the maple syrup
0: late in one evening in october of 2005 and early into the next morning new york city's police hotline was flooded with calls (laughs) Reporting a strange odor wafting across Manhattan. Large swaths of the island smelled like maple syrup.
1: It sounds like something out of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Right?
0: Yeah. And it took almost four years of investigative reporting to finally solve the mystery. The maple syrup smell came from a factory in New Jersey.
1: Woo, woo!
0: Processing fenugreek.
1: Oh, yeah. That is uh, like an herb, I believe. Yeah. That um, stimulates the production of breast milk in nursing mothers. Oh,
0: it's used in a lot so of- So I would
1: drink ind- drink it in a tea when I was a, a I didn't know that. Lactating lady, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's used in a lot of spice mixes in uh, in the regional cuisine of India and Pakistan. So mm, there was a company that stuff. made this, and the organic esters would be carried through the air to Manhattan, and, uh, and those esters smelled like maple syrup, uh, and it is a specific ester called
1: Queen Esther
0: Sotolan
1: of Shushan
0: (laughs) Sotolan and that is associated with maple syrup so if we had made the maple syrup buttercream dollop or the maple butter dollop I would have talked much more about this Manhattan maple mystery
1: well it's so so two things came to mind when you tell me that First of all, if I smelled maple syrup, I don't know if my thought would be to call the police. (laughs) Second of all, when you said the police were flooded, I'm so glad to hear it was just a factory across the river and not an actual flood like the terrible molasses disaster, Boston's terrible molasses disaster of 18-something.
0: Right. Right. That must have smelled interesting as well because that was hot molasses. We can do another cookie lab on that. Did we
1: mention it when we were back in molasses ginger cookie making times? I don't know.
0: Yeah, we should keep track of what we talk about. Yeah, I, I meant
1: to make a make a list. Okay, that was 1919, the, the Boston molasses disaster. So, what do you think?
0: I'm still eating them.
1: Yeah, I think it's people. I think you should should plan this for a special occasion soon.
0: Or just breakfast. Mm hmm Yeah. And while your family's sitting around waiting for the next batch of cookies to get done, and they're eating their sunny-side-up cookies and their bacon cookies, and here come the pancake cookies, you just reach across that table and grab as many as you want and just ignore the people who are saying, Hey,
1: keep your paws off my cookies.
0: There you go. Slam dunk, Jill. Um, mm. Slam dunk on this cookie. I love it.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Chris.
0: And we'll see you next week with our own investigative reporting around What's it gonna be? the power of milk powder. Sounds awesome. <laughs> see you next week, Jill.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: It's Cookie Lab.